0: Ladies and gentlemen, we skipped the countdown start because uh, we're late. So anyways, welcome back to Splitting Hairs podcast brought to you by Jackrabbit Illustrated and Drake's Place. Um, I'm Brendan. This is Ben. Um, We're excited to be a part of the FCS Fans Nation network of podcasts. Um, Go and check out their whole setup of podcasts they've got as well. But uh, last week, almost... This last weekend almost went about as well as we could hope, except for one. Real close. One detail. Um, Team performed like we hoped, but in the end, Tarleton can suck it.
1: Agreed. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, the one thing we said is going into this game, let's stay healthy. Let's come out with no injuries. Let's get some run for our backups. Yeah. And let's just win easy. We did everything except for we didn't stay healthy. Um, for those that haven't seen yet, Isaiah Davis um, had surgery, I think yesterday. Yes, I think so. And they said he's out up to eight weeks. Yep. I believe that's why I saw it was eight that weeks. That means, I don't know if that means eight minimum, eight plus, I don't know. Yeah. So regardless, he had surgery, um, hope hope for a speedy recovery for him. Um, we definitely need him back. He's a big part of the team. Yes. Um, besides that, yeah, we accomplished what we wanted to accomplish. We got our backups a lot of run. Yep. Um, yeah, and, and the thing is, like, it, it stinks that it happened against a D2 school, but it can happen against anybody. Like, it's yes. if we were playing Tarleton, it could have happened. Yes. It, it could have happened next week. So it's there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, it, there's a risk of injury every time you go out there. Yeah, but we got to have somebody to blame. It's true. I'm, Who am I'm I going to all...
0: blame? I got to blame Tarleton.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm all I'm all game for that. Actually, they just, the the Whack
0: Network podcast or something just had their coach on, and it took everything in my power not to make a snarky comment about. I'll only listen if you ask him why he dodged South Dakota State and screwed him in the spring. <laughs> I like
1: that. <laughs> uh, the
0: that would be just my type of petty, but, you know, it wasn't really necessary.
1: Right. Yeah, so improvement week. Don't have a game coming up. Um, yep. As far as what we saw in the Lindenwood game, um, I think a highlight for me was Amara Johnson getting a lot of run, yep. um, especially with Isaiah Davis being out. We're going to need that um, second option. Uh, Pierre, you know, as good as he is, we don't want him carrying the ball 30 times a game. 30 plus um you know we we've done that in the past and like <laughs> zach zach Zenner comes to mind he was just a yep. beast i don't know how he did it like that guy he stayed healthy basically his whole career and he had like 30 plus carries that game yeah you don't and, see that anymore no and it's it's and i don't think it's a good thing i mean i think it's a good thing that you don't see that anymore um i think it keeps guys more fresh and especially you know pierre he's had injury problems too so we need to keep mm-hmm. them healthy too um so yeah mar johnson he he's a smaller back very quick um so he's a, a different change of speed from from pierre you know pierre yep. be- almost almost becomes our our stronger you know power back now um which he can do that too so um yeah it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that plays out going forward.
0: Yeah, it was good to see him come out. He looked pretty good. Um, you know obviously we'll see how that looks when he's got um, a little bit narrower holes per se because I mean the offensive line was performing like it should against the division two team and that's not talking down to Lindenwood, but it's just the reality of it, you know um, it was um, so seeing that that's obviously the big story you know from the game. You know, hopefully he's going to step up into that role and spell Pierre really well. Um, it Maybe it'll help Pierre a little bit with his NFL prospects, being able to rack up some bigger stats. Uh, but on the flip side, hopefully it doesn't burn him out either. So I don't think that'll happen. He's been our main workhorse before. But, uh, you know, and thank God we've got, you know, Chris Oladokin. I mean, he's been... He's going to be able, we're going to be able to pass the ball sufficiently well to not have to ride the running game the whole time. Say, if he didn't turn out to be uh, what he's shown to be so far, I think this would be a lot more dire situation than it is right now, where you we'd really be sweating going, oh my God. But with the talent we do have at wide receiver um, and a coordinator like Eck, I mean, he can come up with some really unique plays, I think, especially with a smaller, speeder pet back like we're going to have you know so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out obviously we wish um, Isaiah the fastest recovery and but I think the worst thing we'd want to see is him force it to come back and then be re-injured further right
1: yeah and that's that's the silver lining is that we do have Oladokun who looks really good and like Mm -hmm. we can probably rely on him to sling the ball around uh, a lot more than he has been and we do have Pierre Strong, who's the, probably the top back in the FCS. So it's kind of crazy to lose like such a big piece like Isaiah Davis, but still like feel like we're fine. Like we'll be okay. You know, it does make it so that we can't have any more injuries. Mm-hmm. We've already had Landon Wolf, a starting wide receiver. We've already had Pierre, or Isaiah Davis, a second string running back. It's like right. these can't keep. Piling up, we can't have one of these per game and still go on to, you know, make a deep run in the playoffs. So, hopefully, we see that streak stop.
0: Yeah, and I, I mean, that goes all the way back into the last couple of years. You know, I mean, that's just brutal. And injuries happen. You know, what can you do? It's like you said, what are you, you going to do? Then it was, it wasn't like it was malicious. He got tackled, and got hurt, and. That's a bummer, but on the flip side, we do have a quarterback in Chris who, I mean, he if he performs like he has so far throughout the course of the season, he'll have a real argument. I don't think he'll win it over like someone like Eric Ferrier, but he'll have a real Walter Payton Award argument if he plays as well as he did, it's particularly against Colorado State. And then Pierre Strong, he's the best back in the FCS. Usually the best running back is at least in the conversation, even though it's more of a quarterback award, kind of like the Heisman. So to be able to lose someone like Isaiah for as long as we have and have two guys who have potential to be in the conversation for the Walter Payton Award is such a phenomenal luxury to have. I I can't think of a team that's had that level of a luxury before.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And as we look forward, you know, that, that timetable for Isaiah, eight weeks basically puts him back right after the NDSU game, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of interesting. You know, a guy starts to wonder, you know, does he make a speedy recovery? Does he make a comeback in the NDSU game? A guy can hope. Um, but like you said, you don't want to rush it. Um, right? Yeah, so – but you know it, it it would be fun if he if he didn't come back for that one at home against ndsu right um, but for sure we want him back for the playoff run um, cuz that's when you know it's a it's a long season mm-hmm. and guys do start to get tired and you need really need fresh legs in the playoffs yeah and that's exactly it uh, i would
0: far more rather have him wait that extra week for the marker game even if it is the marker game um, just so he is 100% And you have, like you said, those fresh legs going into the playoffs are going to be absolutely invaluable, you know, and yeah, it's going to be huge, especially with the cold weather we're going to have. Um, Hopefully we got a real high seed going into there. So we're going to want him to be at full power because those are going to be his style of ball games.
1: Yeah. And if you're looking for another silver lining, which I always do, it's that it's not a leg injury. Right, And, you know, for running backs, it's real hard to come back from a leg injury and be 100%. Mm-hmm. I think we saw that with with uh, Strong last year. Um, and so, you know, he'll be able to keep his legs fresh this whole time while he's um, doing his um, therapy and stuff for his shoulder. So, yeah, it'll be – Hope hopefully it'll be a real good thing, and, and we'll see him come back strong in the playoffs. For sure. But, so, other than the Jacks game, uh, which we didn't have a spread for, so we weren't able to pick, um, we did have some other really good action around the Missouri Valley. Um, Did you have anything else to say about the Lindenwood game, or should we move on?
0: I enjoyed it being a coming out party for the tight ends. That was fun. Because we've heard about how much talent our tight ends have, and we know how much talent our tight ends have. But to see that, see them get really utilized – I think is a little bit of a foreshadowing of what's to come in the rest of the season. Like they wanted to work on those guys and getting them involved in the game plan heavily, and it was really fun to watch, man. It was really fun to watch.
1: Yeah, man. I, I mean, they both look good, but especially Tucker Craft. That guy, mm-hmm. you know, he he kind of is coming out party ways against Colorado State, and he continued that in this game. And you know, I think. I think it was Kyle who mentioned like, you know, NFL caliber and, mm. you know, it's hard to think that when he's so young, but man, he, d- he looks the part. Like if he, if he continues on this trajectory and keeps getting better, I could see it. Yeah, for sure.
0: And let's be honest. We are a school that's known for developing NFL tight ends, Steve Iden and Dallas Goddard and uh, Colin Koshart. I mean, we've all been dudes who've been in the league. So that was awesome.
1: That's right. We're, NDSU claims their QBU. Where our claim is TEU. Can we not uh, do that though? Can we not be? I don't know. Don't, don't want to be that. Be, oh my god, dude. Oh. <laughs> I mean, if we're gonna claim anything, it's TEU.
0: But. I don't. Oh, okay, that's better. Like, if, oh my god, if I see someone going, we're TEU, I'm gonna <laughs> smack you. I swear to God. Oh, that's such a. They got a podcast called TE. Or wow. Now I'm all befuddled. QBU, NDSU does. They've got a do podcast they really? called it. Yeah, it's gross with their quarterbacks on it. It's like, really?
1: Get over yourself.
0: Really? Yeah, it's gross. Yeah.
1: Anyway, to wrap up the tight ends, Perry Weikman says, great to see the TE touchdowns, two apiece. Agreed. It was awesome. Yeah. Any other comments on the game?
0: No, I mean, we, we did what you do, and, you know, it's, a division two game, so you can only take so much out. I liked seeing our backups get to run real plays instead of just running the clock out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, the, being able to see Heidi pass and get some pass, real actual plays in there instead of hand the ball up and run the clock out was kind of nice to see.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And I guess the last thing I'll comment on well, two things. Um, one, awesome student turnout The yes. student section was packed yes it was awesome i was worried when right when i got in there because it was like kind of oddly packed it was like mm-hmm. one side is packed and the other one wasn't but it was because of the, the ticketing issue which is the other thing we got to get that figured out I um tighten that up. man that's <laughs> it that can't be a thing like we're we have some momentum we got a bunch of people showing up to games it has to be a good experience so hopefully they take care of that. But, yeah, shout out to the students. That, sh- that support was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Hopefully they can bring that every game. And, and with the ticketing
0: issue that you mentioned, you know, we had people, um, you know, there was a decent amount of people who going, Wow, well, I'm surprised it was 15,000. Um, some people weren't. I think if you were surprised, I think our numbers might have been slightly underreported in the spring because I remember games walking in, if I remember, we didn't get – Like, they didn't scan our ticket. Really? Yeah, like, scanners broke a couple times. Oh, I do remember, yeah. You know, like, they were just letting people, like, all right, let's see the ticket, all right, go on in. They weren't Mm -hmm. beeping everybody's ticket. And, I mean, if you're doing that in the southeast corner of the stadium, like, that's a lot of tickets that are walking in the door that aren't getting picked up. But the other thing that was pointed out that was all the – boxes and everything being packed full, which was nice to see the folks who were up there uh, at the games.
1: Yeah, the the club section, which I sit right next to, it was packed, which was awesome to mm-hmm. see. That It's kind of rare to see that packed because usually people that get those tickets just kind of hang out in the club and don't really watch much of the game. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was a nice night, so you saw a lot of people come out and watch the game. But yeah, hopefully we can 15,000-plus uh, is a good number. Hopefully we can keep that up going forward. Mm-hmm into the into the later season well and hopefully it grows so it's because it's not a division two opponent next time
0: you know exactly especially early in the year i'm personally shooting 17 18,000. that's where i sit and then if it peters off peter off to fourteen, fifteen. i think should be the goal of the fan base yep. and you know i think uh i do think people did a good job bringing friends and family with them because fifteen thousand for lindenwood all things considered isn't awful
1: yeah no i agree and the tailgating was good uh the backyard was full the library lot was pretty full um so yeah keep keep bringing your your friends and get some tailgating done all right well with that we'll move on to review our picks which um we've lovingly called the the segment fade brendan get rich Um, it came back this week. Uh, Brendan went four and six. I went six and four. Uh, Um, however, we'll get to the reason why. Um, the, the, uh, there was, well, we'll just address it now. The Missouri state game was actually featured on, um, the, uh, what's it called? Uh, Scott Van Pelt's segment where bad Bad beats. Yes. Yeah. Uh, The end of that game between Missouri State and Central Arkansas was insane. Yes. And it it kept going back and forth across the spread.
0: Yeah. The whole weekend of FCS went at like I, my brother was here and I had to run and I missed a little bit of the end of our game. (laughs) And from that point on, FCS went absolutely bonkers. Like across the board, everything was insane.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Uh one that we didn't pick that was huge was Jacksonville State uh yeah. <laughs> taking down Florida State on a last second. Like how far was that Pat? It was like a 70 yard play. It was a fifty-six, I think. Fifty-six
0: oh. yarder for the first time that they've ever that Florida State's ever lost to an FCS school. And of course they do that the week after you and I were like Stone Cold Lock, Jacksonville State versus UAB. Yeah, No way they're getting beat by, what, 27? And they get Roadhouse 40 to, like, nothing. Yeah. And, of course, they'd come out. And, of course, you go beat Florida State after that (laughs) in Florida State because
1: that makes no sense at all. Why wouldn't it happen? Right. And Florida State just got done taking Notre Dame to overtime. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, College football is so weird. Brutal.
0: And then did you see the, the, there's stuff all over about that. Like the, the, the clip of the cheerleaders walking by. Oh yeah. (laughs) And yeah, they're (laughs) like, Oh my God. And the look on their faces was hilarious. And then the poor guy who is the Florida state player who obviously planned this thinking it's Jacksonville state. We're going to win. And I want to do this on a game. We're not going to lose. The offensive lineman who got engaged to his girlfriend after that game. <laughs> have you seen that? I have not. Oh, my God. Dude, he's down on a knee proposing to his girlfriend. And in the background oh of that picture is Jacksonville State celebrating after that game.
1: And they and, went hard, too. Like, they were like oh planting God. the flag. And yeah. <laughs> the
0: balls to plant the flag after that. Like, I mean, what are you going to do? I'm like, they're going to play it next year. But, oh, my God. That was... that was something i guarantee you though you plant the flag like that and you get that game scheduled even 10 years into the future that's getting played in the locker room and the poor guys you gotta play oh boy yeah you're jacksonville state you're not uh ndsu (laughs) or sdsu that's kind of rough
1: yeah i would i would not schedule them ever again no walk off yeah that's your walk-off
0: shot that's your walk-off song
1: yep so, the games we did pick were all Missouri Valley games. Uh, the first one uh, was, I think it was like Friday night. It was UND at Utah State. Um, mm-hmm. Utah State was up 21-7 to 7 early. And I was nope. like, or I mean UND, sorry. Yep. UND was up 21-7 to 7 early. And I was like, geez, UND. And they might be like for real right? this year. And then they go and give up. From that point forward, they lost 41-3. to 3. Yeah, so how you, know, you do that? <laughs> as you do, <laughs> yeah, as you do. <laughs> um, and they were supposed to only lose by six, and they ended up losing by forty-eight to twenty-four. So I don't know. I guess they got well, something going on, but it's not 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 good enough.
0: From what I gathered from that game, I didn't get to watch it, but from what I
1: gathered is. Uh,
0: they pulled some trick plays. They pulled like a trick play almost every one of their first three drives. And that sprung gave them kind of a springboard to the 21 to seven lead. And Utah State has a very up-tempo offense. So you can get in trouble, especially against an FBS up-tempo office offense team if they get rolling and you're you're just doing three and outs. Mm-hmm. I mean they're gonna just wear you to death and put up big points. So not a great showing when that happens. That's not good. But no. I don't think it's necessarily as bad as the score indicates either. On the same token,
1: yeah, I mean, it, it's some defensive issues there, but right. Um, yeah, you you would have thought they would have kept it a little closer. Yeah. Um, Indiana State went to Northwestern. They had a decent showing. Northwestern mm-hmm. only beat them twenty four to six. I think. I think Indiana State's going to be a decent team this year. Well, we're about to find out in a real hurry. That's right. <laughs> we're going to know firsthand real soon. Yeah, that's our next game. We'll we'll talk about that all next week. Um, so, Indiana State covered there. Um, I picked Indiana State. You picked Northwestern, mm-hmm. um, and then Youngstown State didn't show as well against Michigan State, which is a tough game. They lost forty-two to fourteen. Michigan State covered there. And then Illinois State was surprising. They lost to Western Michigan twenty-eight to zero. Yeah, but uh, you don't, you don't. Uh, yeah, I didn't see that
0: coming. I think it's because it's Illinois State. You know, we think of them as a generally a top four Valley team, and the top four Valley team should not get beat that badly by Western Michigan. But right, they're kind of a dumpster fire ever since the. The Spac episode where he shut the team down. They lost a bunch of players. Yeah, they're not too happy with them any. And yeah, I think they, they
1: got
0: some issues. yeah, they have some issues. I don't know. I mean, it's not like they got blown away, right? But I don't think a top-end Valley team should be losing quite by that score.
1: No. Uh, Ryan says UND not a good road team. Uh, we thought well, that they started out with a good a good one. And then they mm-hmm. do this. So we'll find out when they get into Valley play. Uh, Brad asks, do you like having the buy at this point or would you rather have it later? I would rather have it later. Yeah. Um, get a break in Valley play. Um, It's a grind anyway. It's nice to, to get a week in there where you can just uh, get healthy again. But yeah. um, I don't know. I, I assume you agree with me. Yeah. I mean, preferably it for me, it'd be between like,
0: week eight and week 11 Mm -hmm. with the playoff aspirations that we generally have every year of being a seed and things like that. Right. Don't necessarily want it at the end of the season because now you've got a two week by there to bounce back from, which is never great. But, you know, if it's something like, uh, you know, between weeks eight and nine or seven and eight or nine and 10, then you're able to get guys back and healthy and ready in time for the playoff push
1: agreed. Yeah. Perry says definitely later as well. Um, what's the next game? Southern Illinois, uh, had a good showing can they lost to Kansas state 31 to 23, uh, covered their spread easily. Yeah. They almost came back in that game. Yeah. They're tough. I mean, I think we agree that they're definitely top three in the Valley. Um, pretty clear cut there. Um, USD had a really good showing. They won at home against Northern Arizona, thirty-four to seven. We did not have faith in them, which I don't know if we would no. ever pick pick them anyway. But um, they covered their spread easily. The spread was only eleven. Against the spread, I'd pick them. But yeah, I was
0: surprised. Um, I'm curious to find out if Northern Arizona is just a bad team. Uh, is this a case of UND or USD being good in the beginning of the year? It's how they sometimes start the conference looking pretty good, and then by the end of the season they turn out to be not so much because of lack, lack of depth and things like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, yeah, I'll be curious to see what that turns out to mean. I mean, it could just be they play at a bad team and they're really good at playing at home, which they are.
1: Yeah. Or could mean nothing. I don't know. Yeah. Speaking of good at playing at home, NDSU whooped Valpo, which we said was a terrible team. NDSU won 64-0. Ryan mentions that SIU scares me more than NDSU legit offense. I would agree. I mean, I I think SIU's offense is really scary and really good, um, and they've got some defense to back it up, too. It'll be interesting to see. We don't really know a whole lot about NDSU's offense yet. They're still kind of getting used to their new quarterback, it seems like. I mean, obviously, they put up points this week, but that's not really an indication. Um, But, yeah, at this point, I would agree that I think S.I.U. scares me more than NDSU. Yeah, there's actually two
0: teams that, like, scare me a little more than NDSU, Um, and we'll get to the next one shortly. But S.I.U. is definitely on there for all the reasons you said.
1: Yeah, uh, Northern Iowa took down uh, Sacramento State at their place. Uh, they won 34-16, to 16, covered their short spread easily. Is mm-hmm. that the other team? That's the other team. They swapped out Will
0: McIlvain and then scored on four straight drives. It appears they might have found an offense with this day kid they brought in and that's a scary thing if you and I has an offense with that defense they have. We all saw what it could do in the spring. Um they still got Brinkman at defensive tackle and if they have an offense that consistent, kept consist that generally because consistently is a hard word for me to say, that generally come up with, you know, 24 points a game, that's a nasty team to play against.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, and it would I mean, they they took Iowa State to the wire. Right. with McIlvain yep and so you know if with this other quarterback who knows um so yeah they, they could be tough too um Missouri State we talked about that game they ended up winning the game 43 to 34 yep. um there were uh, I think like 10 seconds left Central Arkansas had the ball they were down three they were trying to drive the length of the yep. field there was no way they were getting there they had one almost picked and then there was five seconds left. Last play. It's uh, just a terrible pass, like a duck. It was never going to be completed. Yep. Missouri State intercepts it, and instead of just going down and ending the game... And listening just, to their coaches like they're supposed to. <laughs> they decide <laughs> to stomp on Central Arkansas's throat, take it back for a pick six, and stomp on anybody's throat who bet on Central Arkansas... That was a bad beat, and that it was featured on Scott Van Pelt's show.
0: They stomped on Central Arkansas' throat, but they stomped on my heart. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. that game was insane. I think there was uh, four or five touchdowns after there was three minutes left in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Absolutely bananas.
1: Yeah, agreed. But it was on
0: ESPN if anybody wants to watch a fun football game. It was on ESPN plus.
1: Yeah. And then we had Western Illinois going to Montana. Uh, I think we both hoped that Western Illinois would show better. They lost 42 to seven, um, did not cover the spread. You know, I think Western Illinois may end up being the worst team in the Valley this year Mm -hmm. Um, because outside of them, there's really not a whole lot of weakness, and especially if especially if Indiana State's playing as good as they are. You know, you might even see mm-hmm. like Illinois State, Youngstown State join West Illinois at the bottom. Yeah. Um, you know, because Missouri State looks like no slouch either. I could easily see it being Youngstown stat-
0: state taking their place after the performance they had against Ball State, but they've gotta be the leaders to be the the front runners to be the worst to me so far. I mean, this year the valley is so stacked; you could be a mediocre team and be last place.
1: You're talking Western Illinois looks, yeah. looks like the worst. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. Um, I was going to quick pull up the updated poll results here for the any given Saturday top twenty-five. See where we're at. See where the rest of the valley teams are. Let's do this uh, fancy screen share thing here. Oh, yeah. And there we go. Nope. There we go. All right. So last week, I believe we were at the top by like four votes. This week, we're in second by four votes. (laughs) Um, So right neck and neck with Sam Houston, Uh, they received more first place votes than us, but Still in that number two spot, um, and then as you go down, NDSU's number five, uh, Southern Illinois is number nine, UND's all the way up at eleven, mm-hmm. which was kind of surprised not to see them f- slide a little further. Um, Northern Iowa is up to thirteen, and Missouri State's at sixteen. So you've got six Valley teams in the top sixteen. In the nation, yep, tough. That's a lot. That's that is a lot. lot. <laughs> That's a whole pile of them, yeah. So, that uh, it's kind of an indication of uh, where the valley's at in terms of uh, top 25, where SDSU's at. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's gonna be a grind uh, when we get into valley play for sure. Yeah,
0: I don't know. There's not much more to say when you look at that. I mean, when half the conference in the to, is in the top 15, which there's usually six, but they're in, like, the top 25. And Correct. one of them's, like, number 24, and one's number 20. Um, and I think they're all deserved. I mean, you and I going out to Sacramento State the week after. I mean, the reason I took Sac State in that pick is, I mean, you're dry, you're going all the way to the West Coast for a late Kickoff, an evening kickoff for the West Coast, so it was like kicking off at like nine o'clock our time. Doesn't get done till midnight our time. After you play Iowa State in a rock fight, and got to be wore out from that, and then to go out there and make the statement against you did that you did against the Sac State team that was ranked in some polls, um, some legitimate polls, uh, was kind of uh, that was pretty that was that was the most impressive win for me of the weekend. Uh, that really kind of surprised me a little bit.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. So, obviously, we got some tough games coming up, uh, but we'll talk about this week's games, which SDSU does not have one. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll go over the uh, Valley games. And then I've got one other FCS game that we're going to pick. Um, let me go ahead and share the screen for those that are watching. And make it a little more interesting so you don't have to look at our faces the whole time. Um, so I shaved uh, this face so people could see it. Damn it. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> We've got uh, the one big out of conference game is JMU uh, uh, at yep. goes to Weber State. JMU is number three, Weber State's number eight. Um, that's a huge game um, in terms of. Uh, seeding, I guess. Uh, potential seeding implications. Um, I'll pick first. I do think, uh, so JMU's favored uh, by six and a half at Weber State. I'll take that. I think it's a gift getting less than touched on in this game, even though it's at Weber State.
0: Um, I already got a gain some on you. I don't know if Weber is as good as they have been in the last couple of years. But on the flip side, I think they'll keep it within a touchdown at home with a big home crowd. And um, what's his name for James Madison? Their head coach was quoted as saying, I'm not worried about the elevation change. Which, yeah, that's okay mindset to put in your players. But then when you fly out the Friday night before the game, I mean, there's a reason that NFL teams and things like that when they play at Denver go
1: a little early to get acclimated. Um, You're telling me Signetti was being a douche? That's yeah, so, I know. So surprising. It
0: surprises everyone, I know.
1: But he's like, yeah, the
0: elevation doesn't matter. We're going on Friday night. So um, I think were can keep it within a touchdown, I'm hoping, because I want to gain on you mostly. All righty. This is going to so- be fade, Brendan, year number two.
1: <laughs> Brought to you by shenanigans, by the way. Hell yeah. <laughs> shenanigans uh, yeah. is the spot to go if you're looking to, uh, they've always got, I think they had a, they definitely had a watch party for the Colorado state game. Mm -hmm. Um, They've got watch parties, I think for every away game. Um, So definitely go check them out, watch a Jack's game. And then they've got good food and good beer all the time. So yeah, definitely check out shenanigans Uh, there. It's a good spot. Absolutely. That's right. Uh, The second pick we got is Eastern Washington, goes to Western Illinois, and I'm kind of surprised that this spread is this low. Eastern Washington's only favored by nine and a half. Wow. Which is an indication of where I'm going to go with my pick. Yeah, I'm going with Eastern Washington on that. Yeah, I think that's one of the easiest picks I've seen in a long time, which probably means Western Illinois is going to win the game. Yes. Um. Usually when it's that easy, it's, it's, uh, it's fishy. And and there's a reason why, but I'm a sucker. I'll take Eastern Washington minus nine and a half. And then we've got, uh, a newcomer, uh, St. Thomas goes to UNI and they are 44 and a half point dogs. Oof. Ah. That's a
0: lot of points. Apparently, <clears throat> I just found out today. Apparently, um, there's some T- St. Thomas fans who think they're ready for the Valley already. Um, yeah, I'm going to take you and I just because I think uh, their offense, they just named Day the full time starter, and I think they're going to flourish. It's just the Farley factor. Will he let them
1: go that many points over? Yeah, no, I agree. I think, you know, they may think they're ready for the Valley, but they're doing in the Pioneer right now, which no scholarships. It's, it's tough. I mean, it, it, I can see if they get into a conference that like the Valley that, you know, you Mm -hmm. get the same amount of scholarships. I mean, they've got, they're in a good spot up there and they've got some good recruiting ground to work off of. You know, I could see them making some noise, but not right now, yeah, I mean, they can build to it, but <clears throat> you don't get
0: a whole team of Division one athletes um, playing d three ball. That's just the reality of it, and that's who they have is their division three player. and uh, I mean, they beat Michigan Tech last last week, and it was they got held to like eleven points, twelve points, something like <laughs> some weird score like that it was like nine to eleven or something. so not a great sign when you're getting held to that low of points by a division two school team, even if you are um, a pioneer team. So then you're going to play Northern Iowa in the UNI dome the week after is going to be quite the awakening.
1: Yeah. We'll, we'll see if they uh, regret those Valley comments. Uh, Perry says, bring the Johnnies in and the Valley needs a new doormat. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was Missouri state for the longest time and now they're actually good. So We need somebody else to pick on. Yeah. You know, I don't know if they'd stay that way forever
0: is the problem. No, probably not. They have a huge alumni base in the cities already. Um, They've got a lot of money. And it's not like everybody's, like, in love with Gopher football. So if there was a successful program, they could get quite the following and get quite the athletes out of Minnesota.
1: No doubt. I agree. I haven't seen, have you seen what kind of, what they have for facilities? Um, I know their basketball facility, I think is really nice. Um, Obviously Mm -hmm. we'll
0: go into that when basketball season's here. Um, I haven't checked out the football stadium yet though.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Brad says the same as you 12 to nine over Michigan tech D two long ways to go. Yeah. Agreed. That Um, was a weird score. Speaking of basketball, though, they just got some recruit that had like offers from Kansas and Florida and Iowa, yeah. and he chose St. Thomas, which That's is crazy. This weirdest, sketchiest announcement <laughs> I've ever seen. But yeah, you know, it's we're in a new age with name, image, likeness. Who knows what they were able to pull. Um, well, and,
0: you know, you get a player like that, if he's like a legit Kansas player, that's a game changer in the Summit League
1: right out the gates. It is, but are they even, Isn't? Are, don't they have like a year or two before they're even eligible? Yeah, but you know he's going to play two or three years. I guess. I mean, they'll play a Summit schedule, I'm sure. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Anyway, enough about St. Thomas. We got... Yes. Uh... Drake going to UND, UND is favored by 30 and a half. I'll take UND there. Um, Drake is just, I said it last time, they're a glutton for Missouri Valley punishment. Um, And yeah, I think it'll happen again, this one.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, St. Thomas is going to be the same thing. Um, You know, They're kind of one and the same
1: between the two of them when it comes to
0: football. And what was the line again? 30 and a half. 30 and a half. Yeah, I'm going to take UND at home on that one. That's a, not as big of a spread as I'd expect. I would agree. Of course Brad's been to St. Thomas. Yeah, he's, he's been everywhere. <laughs> he's seen some playoff games there. 5,000 yeah. capacity. Sounds like a uh, Pioneer League stadium, but uh mm-hmm. wouldn't surprise me, I suppose, with the money they're rumored to have if they start having success that they build that out.
1: Right. So then we've got NDSU going to Towson, and NDSU is favored by 14.5. Ooh. Um, Ooh. So yeah, real interesting spread there. Not huge. Um, Towson, you know, a team that has made some noise in the playoffs recently. I don't think they're even in the top 25 right now, though. No, and uh, they haven't
0: made... They haven't made real playoff noise since they made the national championship game five, six years back and they played NDSU. Um, they are at home. I don't see NDSU having anybody if it was 14, I'd feel a lot better about this spread instead of 14 and a half.
1: Yeah, no, that, that, the half makes it tough. I agree. I... I will take NDSU, I guess. Yeah, I was hoping you take Towson, but I think I'll take NDSU as well. I see him winning by, I don't know, 17 to 21 in that range. Yeah. If yeah. If,
0: if Towson can score some points, that could be a whole different thing. But as of so far, the CAA offenses haven't exactly been uh,
1: very potent. Or right. as potent
0: as advertised.
1: Brad mentions I read that Towson won't let NDSU show the game on TV back in North Dakota. That is true. That is a uh, fact. They've got that Flow Sports contract yep. and Flow Sports is, I don't know, the worst. Dumpster your fire. Yeah. Chances that's Flow Sports. Yeah. They <laughs> they suck. Uh, but they are <laughs> good at, they're good at making people pay for their content, I guess. They got that going for them. Are they? I'm not uh, buying it i mean i guarantee you they're gonna get a, they're probably gonna get the most money they get all year from the ndsu playing towson yeah i don't know i mean if it was me i would go to a bar and watch the game that has
0: it i would not pay flow sports a dime <laughs> but uh what would be really funny is if they were stupid enough to be offering a one month free membership
1: Oh, yeah. Like a
0: one-week <laughs> yeah. or one-day free membership.
1: Yeah. So no, yeah the right. best
0: viewership <laughs> on numbers they've ever had. Right now, gets right.
1: right now, the only option should be like a yearly membership. Like right. that's the only way you can watch a game is if you got a year membership to Flow Sports. If they're smart, <laughs>
0: they'll just flip it to that. Yeah. And, oh, I would be glad to move on to North Dakota if that happens because this state will be on fire.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, and then Indiana State goes to Eastern Kentucky and is favored by three. I wonder when the last time Indiana State was favored in a game. Uh, not too long ago, probably. What they weren't they borderline playoffs or
0: just missed the playoffs three years ago?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were they were decent, but like, I mean, when you're playing a valley schedule, it's rare that you're going to be favored, but. Yeah, I suppose they were probably favored against Missouri State or something like that. Yep. Well, I think they might have been favored against Missouri State in 2019, even. Possibly, yeah.
0: But, yeah, it is rare, especially for not a conference game. But Eastern Kentucky is not, like, great. And they go to Eastern Kentucky, and
1: the line is what? The line is Indiana State is favored by three. Huh. pick them. uh uh-huh. Well, Yeah, so yeah fine. I'll go with Indiana bet State then. I bet it's been a while since Indiana State's been favored, not at home. That I might buy.
0: Yeah.
1: So you're taking Indiana State?
0: I'm taking Indiana State. Go Trees. Let's have a big game between two
1: almost undefeated teams. I will do. <laughs> I, like, uh, I like how Indiana State's playing right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Illinois State, who we mentioned is struggling, goes to Eastern Illinois, who... The Eastern Illinois lost to Indiana State earlier this year. Um, Illinois State is favored by 17. Eastern Illinois is bad. Yeah. So, I uh,
0: 17 though. A lot. Especially That's for lot Illinois
1: State team, who clearly is not. I'll take Eastern Illinois in that one. I think they're overvaluing the dead birds. Yeah, I mean, Eastern Illinois did just lose to Dayton. Yeah, there is that 10. as well. They're bad. But um, they're due for a
0: bounce-back game. Damn <laughs>
1: <it>. <laughs> I'll go off-city here. I like uh, I like Illinois State to bounce back in this one. You're taking Eastern Illinois, though. Yeah, I hope you end up on bad, bad beach this time instead of me. <laughs> uh, speaking of Dayton, they go to Southern Illinois. Southern Illinois is favored by 29.5. Um. That's a lot of points, but I'll take Southern Illinois in this one. I think they keep rolling. I don't think Dayton's a horrible Pioneer League team.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't say. I don't say think that. they're 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 not like Drake. Oh, um, but I do think that Southern Illinois beats them by thirty. I guess so.
1: We yeah, I'll agree with you. Gotcha. And then lastly, we've got USD is favored by 14 and a half at Cal Poly. Really? That's a lot of points for them. On the road, that's
0: a lot of points for them. I'm going to go with Cal Poly just because it's on the road. And I'm curious how their defense holds up against – no, Cal Poly's not doing the triple anymore. That's right. They've got Bo Baldwin as their head coach. Or is that who it was? It was Bo Baldwin, their current coach. They've got the old Eagles coach. Yeah, I think it's Bo yeah, Baldwin. Yeah, it's Bo Baldwin, yeah. Yep. And so they've flipped from the, the triple option they used to run with him. So, yeah, that's a lot of points on the road. I'm going to go ahead and take Cal Poly on that one. Yep,
1: I will as well. Um, speaking of streaks, I would be interested to look back and see when the last time we actually took USD to cover a game was. <laughs> it, seems like, it seems like we've got a bit of a bias what? <laughs> what? Yeah. Chats Us is biased? <laughs> that,
0: that doesn't seem right. No way. We would never be biased in any shape or form against the worst place in the state that should break off
1: and in go into Nebraska. Agreed. Well, with that, that's all the Valley games anyway. Um,. Other than that, yeah, it's improvement week, so we don't have a game to preview. Um, We'll be back on next week previewing the Indiana State game. We have to go to Indiana State. Um, So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, Other than that, check out the pod that Brendan and the guys did last night on the potential FBS move, question mark. Um. The uh, the potential
0: they, of a, an FBS
1: move, I would say, because if you say <laughs>
0: potential FCS move, FBS move, it makes it sound like we were like thinking it's gonna happen.
1: Right. No, uh, it was good content. Go listen to that if you're interested in what's been going on with FBS shakeup and what that means for us and other FCS teams. Um, other than gotta, that, make sh-
0: gotta make sure we get Cottonwood Bistro in. Um, they are our new
1: sponsor. Um, who jumped
0: in, our apologies, we should add you in sooner. Um, But you can get their coffee online. Uh, Just Google Cottonwood Bistro should pop right up. You can get it delivered to your house. Um, And of course, Jackrabbit Central.
1: Yeah, Uh, Kyle mentioned they have K-Cups, which I go through a billion K-Cups a year. So I might as well buy them from Cottonwood. That sounds good to me. I've had their coffee before and it was good.
0: Yeah, get a lo- get some from a local uh, Brookings business and help them out, especially with the online ordering thing. I know I'm going to be getting some. I um,
1: might wait until the move.
0: It'll depend on the lead time I get the coffee. But uh, yeah, there that's awesome.
1: That's really nice. Yeah, Jackrabbit Central too. Um, I I actually need to go pick up an order from them. Um, I got one of those. Uh, I'm super excited about it. One of those bottle openers that has like the music. Oh
0: yeah, I got. They like
1: $1. a. It was like one cent oh there's like one you like an order is one cent so that's right see i'm
0: i'm waiting for him to add sdsu golf bags
1: oh i i like that i have seen like andy or und golf bags usd golf bags right you don't see many jacks golf bags where's
0: the jacks golf bags at and you know what really boss really i I shouldn't say this about our sponsor but it kind of drove me nuts because i've looked before. And like mm-hmm. on the SDSU golf thing, it has a picture of a Jackrabbit golf bag. Hmm. And then when you go to look, they don't have golf bags, which is just being a tease. If you ask me, right. which I
1: don't appreciate. Yeah, we'll, but, have to, we'll have to talk to him about that. See if we can get some SDSU golf bags out there. Right, um, But I was going to mention um, touchdown Tuesday. I saw they're doing that again Yep. and so if you're not aware um, after every home game uh, is it every home game or every game it I is after every game i believe every game yep. so if, i believe it's for every touchdown they score it's an extra five percent off i think mm. i'll have to
0: go and double check let's not I put think. our foot in our anyway mouths on that touchdown
1: one. tuesday check out jack rabbit central that's the the time to go buy Jackrabbit stuff um, the more touchdowns jackrabbit score, the more you get off your purchase. Yes. Um, yeah. Probably. Lastly, and we might as well mention them all. Thanks to Drake's place again. Um, yes. Stopped in uh, of South Dakota, and met met him on Saturday. That was cool. He was a nice guy. Met his family. Um, yeah, it was good good to talk to them.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to get over there. I'm going to make sure I get over there on one of my trips down to SD here in the coming weeks. And the wife's going to love it, but I'm going to make her drive over with me. And we're going to go go try it out. Maybe I'll do a live or something from there real quick, grabbing some pizza or something.
1: Good deal. That sounds good. Well, other than that, I don't have anything else. Do you? Nope, that's all I got, man. All right. Go big, go blue. Go, go Jacks. Jacks.